Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Life isn't always easy, and you don't have to face it alone. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you have access to a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of needs. To get started, you simply answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's most convenient for you. The best part is, if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price, all from the comfort at home. To start your journey and to get 10% off of your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash sensei. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash sensei. BetterHelp, you deserve to be happy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space. Uh, I am not joined by my fairy co-host Slade. As full disclosure, it is bedtime for the kids and he is upstairs uh, doing his most important job after being a co-host of this podcast. Of course, he's upstairs making sure that the kids are safe at all times, uh, keeping them safe is like his most proud job. It's one of those things that you just say the word protect and he's all about keeping the kids safe but anyway i digress i am here to give you guys this week's food for thought on this little mindset that we have for this week and it starts uh, with a little congratulations to me moment Uh, today i was presented with my fourth degree black belt um, from Xi'an Gravina of our Syasset location and Xi'an Godhoffer of our Bayside location. Both the men that I do a, a very big a very big portion of my training under. Um, I train with them on a basically weekly basis, except for the weeks where we go to headquarters. Um, they're two men I've known for literal decades. Like, de- It's funny, I, I occasionally remind Xi'an Gravina how long it's been since we've known each other. And I remind him I started martial arts when I was 13 years old and that I, that I knew him a year after I started martial arts. So I was 14 years old when I met him 
and uh, I will be 40 in November. So uh, when I, when I kind of rubbed that in, he doesn't like that that much, but nonetheless, I've known him, like I said, we're, we're, we're closing in on 25 years that I've known the man. And um, obviously a huge role model in my life, someone that I go to for, you know, any kind of advice about this, that, or anything else, you know, whether it be life stuff, whether it be school stuff, you know, I've always picked his brain. He's always picked mine back, which is, uh, I take that as a huge compliment that he is, um, I mean, think about it, I am his student, and he still bounces things off of me. Um, and they gave me a goal a while back that they wanted me to work on. And, you know, nothing crazy, not landish. You know, it had been quite a while since I've been promoted, but they wanted to give me something. They wanted me to have something checked off the list to be like, okay, I really earned this. And I, I put my work into it, as I do with just about any goal put in front of me. And I really, really worked it, obviously, um, because that's who I am as a person. And they felt I, I did what I needed to do. They felt I'd achieved the goal, uh, and today was the day. And I was promoted among a, a crowd of quite a few other people. Um, we had some other, some uh, lo- I don't say lower level, but like younger instructors, people who were lower in the instructor rankings, who were promoted to higher belts, to next degree of instructorship, um, you know, to, to, from level two to level three instructorship, to higher belts. Uh, we had a couple of senseis promoted. Um, young man from the Syosset location, formerly Joshu Bradley Goldberg of the Syosset location, uh, now Sensei Bradley Goldberg of the uh, Syosset location. Uh, he was promoted uh, along with uh, one of the instructors in the Bayside location, formerly Joshu uh, John Gonzalez, now Sensei John Gonzalez, uh, also the Bayside location. And then a few other Senseis promoted as well. Um, Sensei Jobin George of the Rockville location. He and I were given goals around the same time, same kind of ideas. Um, he received his third degree black belt. I received my fourth degree black belt. And then one of my best friends, Sensei Mike Stein, former guest on this podcast, uh, received his fifth degree black belt. Some really momentous uh, occasions for all of us. Um, all of us were able to have our families there. Um, full disclosure, um, I did kind of stumble. Across, they were planning this with my wife for, for a couple of weeks now, and I uh, I stumbled across the surprise. She asked me to look for something in her phone, and it was in the same basic area, and I kind of stumbled across it. But even though I knew it was coming, it didn't make today any less special. It didn't make it mean any less to me, because today is a culmination of 26 years of work, more than that now, 26 and a half, actually, past, well past the halfway point. So 26 and a half years that I have put into martial arts. And I've constantly worked on bettering myself, not just as a martial artist, but as a man. Um, and I'm gonna take a, a, a slight left turn from where I normally take the podcast, where I kind of talk about everything else and maybe I relate some things back to me, but today I kind of want to talk about, I don't wanna say me, but like what this means to me and why why today was such an, a, a momentous occasion and why it's extra special to me and why uh, you know, I'm thinking about certain other things today. So first, let's, let's define what all of this means. When a person gets a black belt, especially in Tiger Shulman's, they're considered a first degree black belt. Um, that means if you look at their black belt, there's one bar on it. Now at Tiger Shulman's, we do have kickboxing only belts and we have mixed martial arts belts. All of my belts have been mixed martial arts belts. So uh, my belt, 
being a mixed martial arts belt has gold lettering, whereas a kickboxing belt has silver lettering. So you would see on that person's belt that they're a first degree black belt, one bar on that belt. And then from there, uh, they would wait a minimum of two years um, and go through the test for the second degree black belt, which would mean two bars on the belt. And that would increase the time frame and the number of bars increases. And of course, those time frames are only minimums. It's not as though um, it's set in stone, like, oh, it's been, you know, like, oh, in five years, I will get my fifth degree black belt. Obviously, it didn't work that way for my third degree black belt, for my third to my fourth, I should say. Um, so I don't expect it to work it that way for my fifth either. But nonetheless, um, different levels go along with those diff different belts. So obviously, your belt is martial arts and also part of your teaching, uh, especially when you get to higher levels of black belt. But there's also instructor certification. So there's level one instructors that can teach beginner class, level two that can teach beginner, intermediate, and jiu-jitsu. Uh, and then there's level three who can teach every class in the school. Those are considered what we call Joshus. After that is the level of sensei. Uh, a sensei was a first, second, or third degree black belt is considered a senior instructor. And they have the privilege to promote somebody all the way up to Joshu and to one belt level below themselves. So in other words, if they are a second degree black belt, they can promote somebody to first degree black belt and Joshu, like I said. Um, when someone crosses that threshold into, into fourth degree and above, um, fourth degree, fifth degree, and uh, our fourth degree and fifth degree black belts are considered master instructors. Um, and as such, we, which is kind of cool to say after that, have the privilege of not only doing all the things that a senior instructor can do, but we can also promote somebody to the rank of sensei, to a, a senior instructor. And again, promote somebody all the way up to the level of black belt, one below our own. Um, and then there are more levels after that. There's a, a senior master instructor, is a sixth and seventh degree black belt. And uh, those are uh, Xi'ans at that point like the gentleman who promoted me today, both are sixth degree black belts. Um, both have produced many senseis and so forth. Um, there's other levels after that, but uh, those are all still referred to by the title of Xi'an. So this is, is obviously uh, a big step for me, changing the recognition from senior instructor to master instructor. It To me, them, my instructor is recognizing me with that title. Not, not even just the black belt, not even just that degree of black belt, but the fact that they have brought me to the level of master instructor speaks a lot to me as to what they think I've accomplished in my career, uh, the type of school that I run, the type of students that I have, um, the people that I put out, and um, how confident they are, how skilled they are at their martial arts, how tight their technique is, and all of those things, which, again, it, I take it as a huge compliment, obviously. Um, how could how could you not take a promotion as a compliment, right? But what makes today extra special for me is, as as um, as somber and sad as it is, is the person I didn't get to share today with. Um, I think I've talked about my sensei before. Um, just to draw you a little family tree as you're listening today, um, we have Tiger Shulman, uh, and then. He's like the top of the tree, or maybe you think about him as the trunk of the tree. And then fruit through him, from him, uh, a branch grew off, uh, run by Sensei Basik, who is now our director of communication. Uh, and then from his school, he produced uh, now Xi'an Gravina. 
So, boom. And then that branch from Shion Gravina grew to my sensei and then me. Um, and my sensei was my instructor from the time I was, again, 14 years old. I met him the same time that I met my, my that I met Shion Gravina. And um, there was another instructor in my school first. Didn't meet him. Uh, didn't, I, I don't really consider him my instructor because he only taught me for a year. Wasn't a very good person. Um, there's many reasons why he's not in Tiger Shulman's anymore. Um, honestly, I haven't really heard his name or don't know what's happened to him since I'm 14 years old. Um, but I'll never forget the day that I showed up to my school and um, the sensei that had been there previous was gone. To draw you a little picture, when we walked into onto the mat, you could have faced uh, the front of the room where the, the two doors were, or the side of the room where there were mirrors and windows. And when I first started, we were facing the mirrors and the windows. Then the instructor there originally changed it, so we turned 90 degrees to face the doors. And then uh, I come in that night, and then we're facing the mirrors again. I'm like, mm -mm, interesting, since I changed it. And the door opens, and out steps a leg, and the leg had a colored stripe on it, because at the time, colored stripes indicated uh, the level of black belt that a sensei was. So the instructor that stepped out had yellow stripes on his leg, indicating he was a third degree black belt. So I said to myself, oh, Sensei got promoted, followed by, who's this guy? Because it wasn't the instructor I knew. It was now, uh, it was now, at the time, Sensei Gravina. And I proceeded then, I was skeptical, of course, who's this guy, why is he here, not my Sensei, but what 13 year old kid, what did I know? And then I proceeded to have what my mother still refers to as the best martial arts class I ever had in my entire life. It was the most, uh, it, it was the best class I'd ever taken to that point, by, by far. Um, and I made the connection with Sensei Gravina, even then, now she am, but at the time Sensei. And um, from there, he brought in, he had taken over the school from the person who was not doing the right thing and all of that. And my Sensei, at the time was what was called a deshi. So I described a level three instructor before, a joshu. A deshi was essentially essentially that, but they had committed themselves to an apprenticeship program where they were on the path to become a sensei. So uh, my instructor at the time now, he was a deshi, and I remember meeting him. And at first I was taken a little aback. I was like, I don't think this guy likes me very much. And um, I remember when he got promoted to sensei, I was super happy for him. And he was a first degree sensei for a very long time. Um, and I worked for him. Uh, I trained under him for a very a great many years. I helped out in the school for a very long time. And um, I got pretty persistent around the time that I was like 16, 17 years old. I was like, sensei, can I have a job? Sensei, can I have a job? Sensei, can I have a job? Every single Saturday, I would help out. I would train, I would help out. And then I would wait to talk to him and I would ask him every single every single Saturday until one day he called me and uh, we talked and sure enough, he had, he had a job for me finally. So he hired me in, in a, a young apprentice role. Like I said, I was about 17 years old. And from there, he taught me how to teach. He taught me how to be an instructor. And I have a great many memories of being on the mat with him of um, you know the things that he taught me, the lessons that I learned. And it was funny because how much he taught me to teach was not just about like, this is how you break down this technique. 
or this is how you teach. I, I can't even remember as many lessons where like he sat down with me and was like, this is how you do this. It wasn't like that. I was just with him all day and I would watch what he would do and I would watch how he would teach people and I would work to emulate it. And of course, I put my own personality into it as time, as I became more comfortable and so forth. And more and more and more, I got more responsibility and I was teaching more parts of the class and eventually whole classes by themselves and kids and adults. And so before too long, it did get to a point where I was teaching almost every class. Um, I went on, I became a Joshu. I eventually became a Deshi. Um, and I, when I became a Deshi was also when I committed to opening my school. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I was teaching a lot, a lot, a lot. And at, at that point, I was, I had substitute taught in every single school on Long Island when my school opened. Ex every single school on Long Island I had taught in. Um, I had substitute taught in every single one, with one exception. And then uh, I had even taught in both schools in Connecticut and one of the schools in Jersey. I had substitute taught all over the place. So I had gotten a great bit of experience under my sensei and a great bunch of lessons under my sensei. Um, and then one day it was my turn to step out on, you know, and, and try to fly myself. And, you know, I had some great ideas as to how it was going to go. And um, as often happens, reality smacks you in the face and it didn't go quite as well as I thought it was going to go. And it took a little while for things to turn around. And then when they did and they turned around, um, they really did. They really did. Um, but as that started to happen, um, my sensei, um, it's hard to talk about. My sensei passed away. Um, I'll never forget the night I got the text. It was funny. At that time, Xiang Gavina and I were not very close just because there was a layer between us. So I spoke to my sensei a lot. And honestly, it was 2010. So cell phones weren't really as big as they are today. You didn't have everybody's cell phone number like that. And um, I got a text from a number that I didn't have. And it was, you know, your sensei has passed away. And I was like, who is this? And oh, it's Sensei Gravina, uh, Sensei at the time, Shiano. And um, I'll never forget that day, like it took me, like I was texting other people, like, is this really Sensei Gravina's number? And, you know, sure enough, it was. Um, and the reality struck in that this was, this was real, that this had really happened. Um, and I, I'll know, at his, at his funeral, I went up to his daughter. Um, and at the time his daughter was only three or four years old. And I told her, Ava, you know, your daddy was like a daddy to me in a lot of ways. Um, if you ever want to know anything about your daddy, if you ever want to hear any funny stories about him or anything, I've got a ton and I'll be happy to tell you. And every couple of years I write her a letter on his birthday, just to remind her there's somebody out there who remembers her father, you know, in a fatherly type role. Um, and you know, he didn't live long enough to become a, a third degree black belt, uh, or a master instructor. So now to stand back at 10,000 feet and like really let it hit me because it, it hasn't even really hit me today. Like I, I've looked in the mirror at my school a bunch of times, like stepped in the men's room, turned around like, Hey, there's a fourth degree black belt in my waist, but it hadn't really hit. And now talking about it and thinking about the fact that, um, man, I, I wish he was here. 
I'm sure he's probably looking down on me today, and I'm sure he's proud. Well, at least I hope he, at least I hope he is. And um, I, I hope he's smiling a little extra today because, uh, you know, it, it's not every day when, that you think that when you've lost somebody that you think about them. You know, we always say that we're going to think about that person all the time and, you know, we're never going to forget them. And we don't. We don't ever forget them. But your day-to-day -day life happens. And as your day-to-day -day life happens, it's not that you're not thinking about that person because you've forgotten about them. You're just living life. And as you're living life, I mean, heck, you wouldn't think about that person on a daily, or at least you wouldn't think about them a ton if they were still around. You wouldn't think about them regularly and make time to think about them every day if they were still around. But it's the fact that they're gone that makes you miss them a little bit more. Um, and I think that's what makes days like today mean a little bit more because it makes you appreciate everyone who did get to be there. It makes you appreciate the, uh, you know, the impact that this person that I miss had on my life. And it really, really makes me appreciate um, the fact that I had someone to, to teach me the way. And if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't, for, you know, and you know, listen, my sense of like any other human being was, he's a human being. Right? He had his positive, he had his great qualities, he had his qualities that weren't so great. My sensei, I'll, you know, I, obviously I love him. He was not the greatest at telling you he was proud of you. He was not <laughs> the greatest at that. And every year he would write me a Christmas card. And that was where it was every year. I would like look forward to it. I would wait for it. Even when I got my black belt, when I got my second degree black belt, when I became a Joshi, when I became a Deshi, it's not like those days he was like, I'm proud of you. <laughs> it didn't happen then. It would happen at the end of the year where he could like collect his thoughts and he would write me this card every single year. And I still have them all because of what they mean to me. And, um, you know, I, I, I try to learn from that quality that I, I you know, though I, I appreciated the cards, I would like to hear, I was, he was proud of me a little, <laughs> a little more often. So I try to learn from that and make sure that I'm not that same way. But I look at the standards that he held me to. I looked at the way he pushed me and I looked at the way he made me fall in love with martial arts and he made me find the magic in martial arts. And I strive to find that. I strive to make everybody else that's in my school do the exact same thing. So though I'm sad that he's not here to be with me today, I'm happy that I had him in my life to get me on the path to where this day could happen. Um, you know, there's this old expression, and it kind of culminates the closing thought that I, I want to get to today. And it was very simply, if you hang out with five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. If you hang out with five alcoholics, you'll be the sixth. And Sensei was my first millionaire, so to speak. And through him and through the love that he gave me for martial arts and the love that he gave me for Tiger Shulman's, I found my other millionaires, and today I'm surrounded by millionaires. I'm quoting, in case you guys are listening to audio only, I'm doing the finger quote marks. Because I don't mean literal millionaires. I mean people with the same mindset as me, people who push themselves, people who have, 
who have discipline, people who motivate, people who, who live this lifestyle as a lifestyle. And because of that, it's made me better. Because you are, uh, you, are, uh, you are a collection of your closest friends. And having the people around me that I do has only made me better. And if it wasn't for my sensei, I never would have been on the path to meet these people, to have a relationship with these people. Right now, Shiana Gravina and I, yeah, like he's my sensei. Like, not because my sensei was inadequate, he's gone. So I, 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 just like a grandparent would be there for an orphaned child, my, my martial arts grandfather has been there for me. He's the guy I call when I need something. He's the guy that I bounce things off of. And like I said, he bounces things off of me now. He see, you know, he, he doesn't see that 14-year-old boy that he met all those years ago anymore. And uh, today, he welcomed me into some pretty cool ranks. And uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about it. I'm really proud about it. And uh, sends it doing, and I hope you're watching. So enough about this gushy show of emotion. Uh, say a little prayer today. When you listen to this, to my sensei for me. Other than that, my friends, that's all I have for you. Thanks for listening as I do something I don't normally do and talk about myself. Talk about what today meant to me. I appreciate it. I appreciate listening all the time. But today I appreciate it even more. Uh, as always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com, S-E-N-S-E-I-L-E-O-N-E-L-L-I at gmail. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You'll see a big post about this in a matter of minutes. Um, on top of that, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sensei underscore Leonelli. Uh, you can find my school online. We're at tskSmithtown.com. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. Instagram and Twitter is at tsma underscore Smithtown. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. Uh, get your own Everyday We Train line, like the shirt I'm wearing today, at tygear.com. Uh, find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. Find everywhere I'm on the internet at my link tree, linktr.ee slash Sensei Leonelli. Um, you can get all our sponsor information right there, new sponsors up there now. I haven't had the chance to film their commercial yet, but you can uh, for sure check it out there. Um, everything for Flex Fights is there because we have another Flex Fights event this coming Friday. I'm sorry, not. Friday, not this coming Friday as you listen to it, next Friday. So be sure to tune in to Throwdown Sports there. Other than that, my friends, thank you for listening. Remember, please leave your rate and your review. It just helps. Subscribe, get your new episodes every Wednesday. Make sure that you guys <coughs> share the podcast. It is the single greatest compliment you can give me. It's the only form of advertising that I have. So I very, very much appreciate it. Other than that, my friends, remember sponsorship opportunities are available. So feel free to hit me up on any of the ways to contact me. Other than that, my friends, until next week, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the mat.